Welcome back to Diamond Gems. I'm your host, Jacob Coates, and today I am joined by Isaac and Greg. We are slightly distracted at the beginning of this podcast because as we record this, the Bengals and Chiefs are in overtime, and we do have the game on in the background, so if there's any sudden screams or anything like that, just know it is probably a reaction to the game. But boys, thank you for, you know, sacrificing your your football Sunday to record and and put out a little episode here for our listeners. Uh, We're going to try to keep this one around, you know, like an hour or so. We're pretty much just going to talk exclusively Hall of Fame. Of course, we did get the reaction um, (laughs) on our Instagram account. So if you're not following us there, uh, it's at Shape by Sports. I you could just tell by the tone of the posts that I was putting out that I was fucking pissed that Barry Bonds didn't make it into the Hall of Fame. Um, that being said, you know we do have someone who originally said that he thought Barry Bonds should not be a Hall of Famer. So. Maybe I should preface it first. So basically, 66% of the voters said Barry Bonds should be a Hall of Famer. Barry Bonds needed 75% to get into the Hall of Fame. Therefore, Barry Bonds is not a Hall of Famer by the BBWA Association, whatever the hell they're called, the Baseball Writers Association. So this was his 10th and final year. Him, Clemens, Kurt Schilling, all their final year, and... None of them got in, which means they are now off of the ballot. So there is still a chance that these three guys could get into the Hall of Fame through the Veterans Committee. Now, I don't know if you guys really know anything about how the Veterans Committee works, but essentially it's uh, existing Hall of Famers and I think just former players in general that get to vote on people who have been kind of passed over. And so they kind of hold the writers accountable and they're like a, like a last shot for these guys to get in. So interestingly enough, Kurt Schilling had actually said, you know, he, he was basically pissed off at all of the writers and said, fuck it. They're never going to vote me in. Don't even bother voting for me. I want to leave it in the hands of the Veterans Committee. So, of course, a ton of people heard from him like, oh, okay, you don't want me to vote for you? No problem. I won't vote for you. And then he didn't, his, I think he dropped by like 15% or something from last year. So, yeah, he didn't get in. Uh, Roger Clemens fell short as well. Barry Bonds fell short. We did, however, have one Hall of Famer. A first ballot Hall of Famer, David Ortiz. Guys, what's your what's your reaction? We'll we'll get into Bonds after because that is kind of the main point of this. But we should definitely quickly touch on uh, David Ortiz. What are your first thoughts knowing David Ortiz is a first ballot Hall of Famer? You know, any other year this would be a very exciting thing. I like obviously he's worthy of being in Hall being in the Hall and. I mean, who doesn't love David Ortiz? He's done so much for the game, one of the best sluggers of all time. But it is just completely overshadowed by what's going on. And I honestly, it's safe to see, say for me that Barry, if David Ortiz is in the Hall of Fame and Barry Bonds isn't, then David Ortiz isn't Hall of Fame worthy, and nobody is. Nobody should be in the Hall of Fame in the entire world if Barry Bonds isn't in it. David Ortiz is not close to being as good as Barry Bonds was but it's fine David Ortiz deserves to be a Hall of Famer in the real grand scheme of things uh for ignoring Barry Bonds's existence so I don't know what else to say about that I I know this was supposed to be about David Ortiz this little segment but I can't get my mind off of Barry Bonds every day this week I'm just blown away yeah, I agree. Instead of celebrating the guy that got in, obviously everything's been overshadowed by who didn't get in. And we put out that graphic, the Bonds-Clemens, and we're going to talk 
sounds a, a lot about Barry Bonds and his name will come up a lot. Um, but I think being a Yankees fan, seeing David Ortiz in there, um, I feel like he had a huge impact on my Yankee viewing experience over the last however long. So <laughs> I, I see why he's in there statistically maybe not like jump off the page he was more like that clutch guy a likable guy and there's a lot of talk about you know getting in the hall of fame it's just about how personable you are and how much you're you know looked looked on positively by writers media whatever it might be and not about the stats and then you saw the the outcry and the pour uh of support for bonds and clemens by actual ex baseball players or players that are actually in the hall of fame now and that kind of shows you a little bit of uh kind of both sides of the coin if you will mm-hmm. um also jumping jumping back on Absolutely. the uh the committees that can vote you in after you're off the ballot as a player i feel like it would mean more to me to be voted in by a committee or that today's era modern era whatever classic mm-hmm. baseball era committee than it would be by the writers absolutely 100 percent, because the right the those are actual people who were there played the game they're your peers you know people that there's probably people that played alongside bonds and clemens and like knew those guys were probably juicing and still were like it doesn't matter like so was they they had firsthand experience at as to how many people were involved in steroids how much steroids actually impacted the game Rather than these writers who are from the outside looking in, talking about it. I mean, obviously they're there, but they're not. They're not there. So they're not Bengal, in the Bengals dugouts. One. The same way Sorry that the players it. are. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a, another bad look for the Shape by Sports mm-hmm. boys. We uh, we have been steadily fucking up the picks. We only have one pick. We we all jump on one train. Yeah, Paul nailed or it, it again. I thought it was Nick. He was he was a lone wolf. Was Paul? No, I think it was. One I of think them. it was Paul. Congrats yeah. to one of them. I don't know if they listen to baseball yeah. podcasts. It's uh, like, congrats. I I know Paul listens to ours for sure, and I I'm pretty sure it was him. I can pull it up now. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> so he, yeah, our our buddy Paul, who uh, has the Left Side Lock Hockey podcast. So if you're in a hockey, you should go check that out. Um, he picked the Bengals this week. He was the only one out of eight of us who picked who picked the Bengals. Last week, he was the only one out of eight of us who picked the Niners over the Packers. So uh, he's looking good right now. (laughs) And the rest of us are looking real bad. But uh, yeah. So congrats to the Bengals. Isaac, how do you feel about the the Bengals going to the Super Bowl? I hate everybody in the AFC North except the Ravens, of course. But the the only silver lining in this is... The Bengals are the team I hate the least in that division. Um, I don't hate anybody on the team specifically. It just it sucks. It really does suck to see uh, the AFC North get into the Super Bowl after the season that the Ravens had. They started eight and three, and they just lost like however many straight games, like six straight games, and they were all like within three points. So it it, it hurts because the Ravens could have been here if they didn't just fall off a cliff this could have been them it's fine it's fine i i would have liked to see the bill um buffalo in it yeah they're just more entertaining right but joe shiesty yeah. gonna carry the Bengals. i think that i thought the Chiefs honestly were pretty, i think the, pretty the bills would have well, won this game i, I, I think the bills would have won this game if they were in this absolutely i think they're the better team than the chiefs this year they were for sure and the fact is that game came down to a coin toss. Who those teams weren't gonna stop scoring. So whoever, like if they got if the Bills were able to get the ball back, then they'd get a touchdown too. Mm-hmm. Like the NFL's stupid for that reason. True. But yeah. Uh, oh well, the Chiefs. So are gone. yeah, because the NFL Bengals let's just get back to take on. Here. Imagine uh, Bengals like, versus San like Francisco. I, like we were saying, yeah, like I Jimmy think we G. probably all agree that to the players, it, it probably means more for them to actually get voted in via you know, their, their peers and everything than the baseball writers. Um, just finishing up, touching on Ortiz here, Greg had kind of said that, you know, the Ortiz numbers didn't necessarily jump off of the page. Uh, I'm going to respectfully disagree with that statement. Uh, Bonds had, or sorry, uh, Ortiz had a 931 OPS, 286 average, uh, 
552 slug. He hit 541 career home runs. This guy is definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, 10-time All-Star, home run derby champ, three World Series rings, seven-time silver slugger, World Series MVP, uh, ALCS MVP. I mean, okay. Come on, man. That was maybe a little bit of a gross oversight, but I'm thinking solo, only guy inducted out of that whole class. You'd think it would be exceptionally, not to, there's a lot to unpack here, but you look at his numbers, Barry Bonds' numbers, Alex Rodriguez's numbers, not to say either of them deserve, don't deserve to be in it, but the numbers side by side, if you told me that's the only guy that gets in and on his first ballot, I'd say, you know, maybe, maybe uh, third, fourth year on the ballot, he's getting in. He's getting in regardless, of course, but I don't know if that was a good explanation of why I strayed that way and used those words, but I'm, I'm backpedaling on myself. I think another thing, I think another thing, thing that a lot of people kind of hold against Ortiz is the fact that he was a designated hitter it until Edgar Martinez got in I believe there were, he's the only other designated like full-time designated hitter that's in the hall of fame so it's it's hard people when you're not playing like an actual position you're just a hitter I think that some people definitely look negatively on that and it, it, I mean, in a way, it does have, like, it, defense is often a consideration for their Hall of Fame candidacy. So if you don't have that aspect of your game, you have to be really, really good and he was. offensively to, to earn it. And he now, was. I missed that, so. whole, sorry. Congrats I missed that whole last him. part uh, in that conversation because my headphones just died. So I don't know if you guys already covered this because I wanted to actually jump more onto David Ortiz because he's the best player now that one of the best players that has ever played baseball to not win an MVP and it was because that it was because he didn't play defensively but if you look at these offensive numbers he is a first ballot hall of famer like he has a 141 OPS plus 931 you guys all covered that okay, I just, I just round them off but yeah, yeah like it sucks yeah. the, the way he got in if the, I wish he was eligible last year mm mm-hmm. mhm Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if you guys saw this actually but uh barry bonds on his instagram actually posted congratulating david ortiz yeah, on getting his into only the response. hall of fame so yeah yeah you know what a uh what a stand-up guy <laughs> that barry bonds people talk shit about how bad of a guy he is and everything but you know here we are yeah you were one of those people so let's move let's move on from david ortiz uh, congratulations to him. Of course, I believe a truly deserving Hall of Famer. Barry Bonds, Greg, where do you stand now that it's real? It happened. He's not a Hall of Famer. For those of you that don't know, we did a big time Barry, De- Barry Bonds debate way back. I think it was around our like 10th episode or something. So you'll have to scroll back to find it. It is a bonus episode, and it has a different cover and stuff. You should be able to find it pretty easily. But Greg was on the side of, I don't think he deserves to be in there. You know, steroid user. Isaac was pro-Berry in the hall. I was kind of more neutral on it, just trying to be a mediator. But if I'm being honest, I was already a little bit leaning towards, you know, he should be in the Hall of Fame. So go back and listen to that debate if you really want to know uh, all of Greg's deep points and arguments for him not being a Hall like of Famer and Isaac's analogy. points for him being a Hall say. of Famer. <laughs> yeah, like the, the classic race car analogy. You can't miss that. So you should definitely go back and, and listen to that for as, as a reference point. So with that, Greg, where do you stand now that this is a reality? The day of the vote, I think the first report I got was reporter Isaac Coates over here in our group chat. Um that Barry did not get into the hall. Yeah, he broke, he broke the, story. the story. More reliable than Adam Schefter, apparently, on the Brady retirement. Different story. <laughs> um, that Barry did not get in. Roger Clemens did not get in. And Ortiz was the lone member inducted. And I thought I would say, you know what? Expected, whatever. I was honestly not happy about it. It was, it was just like I wasn't upset and I wasn't mad about it. But I also didn't have any positive emotions. So I don't know if that's me... 
um, kind of taken the dial down to more of a neutral standpoint to the, you know what, like he was great. Yes, cheated. Yes, did all these things, but also did so many great things. I think on the record, I did say pre-proven steroid use, he would he's a Hall of Famer anyways. Um, and I know John Heyman of the MLB Network is on that train as well. Um, as a standpoint moving forward, I think what the writers did is set the precedent for any any trace um, of steroid use you're not getting in the hall. And it's all, it only makes sense moving forward if they stand by that. If Alex Rodriguez gets in the Hall of Fame, the entire Hall of Fame is essentially worthless to me at this point. And I think we had the conversation and I think that was my admission, lone admission with a condition that Barry should get into the hall is if Alex Rodriguez gets in the hall or the other way around. And at and that, that time, was, yeah, that sorry, was my day. Of, so, that was my day of emotion. Fair. What's your okay. day now emotion? My day now emotion is he will get into the hall. Yeah. Had a week, to, week reflect. to reflect. Week to reflect. He will get in the hall from the today's era committee. Um, do you guys know the specifics of that? The whole like, yeah. I have no. Do you have here. them? Give me a sec. So there is the today's game. There is the modern baseball um, era and the golden days. And you have a committee from each age or um, each year category. So the today's game is 1988 to present. And they basically vote on players that had an impactful um, or an impact in general on the game between 1988 and 2016. Uh, There are how many members here? Uh, 16 members and you need 75% of those members to essentially induct you into the Hall of Fame. Anyone from 1988 to 2016 or to present. And if they get that, then they're the, immediately in? There's no other... I don't know if they're they in have with an like asterisk? an asterisk. I was yeah. just going to say, I don't know if they have an asterisk by their name. Moral of the story, I think Barry's going to get in. I think Roger Clemens is also going to get in. Well, I do still we, don't know. Do we Go know ahead. who's voting? Uh, I don't know the names of the people. It's just, uh, I think it changes. Sixteen members comprised of members of the Hall of Fame, executives, Mm, and veteran veteran media members as well. Yeah, that concerns me. It's a whole bunch of old white people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I still don't know if I'm going to be happy about that, or I don't know if I'm going to be sad about that. We'll see. Well, if, if like you said, it, there's a little asterisk or side note there or something that he had to get in from the Veterans Committee, it wasn't like, you know, the official ballot or whatever, maybe yes. you would like that better because mm-hmm. then Barry Ball Bonds is, is in the Hall of Fame, but he has a slight Sign me asterisk up. That's the there. solution. Sign me up for... He just you have to, to ret- yeah. You have to retroactively go and revisit the Mark McGuire situation then. You have to consider A-Rod moving forward, and you basically have to push him through his 10 years of eligibility right through to the today's era Veterans Committee because the the president they set, he, Alex Rodriguez can't get in. His 10 years okay. is just going to be, you fast forward through it. Here, here's the thing about what you're saying about the precedent that they just set, though, because the precedent that they set to me isn't a precedent at all it made everything more murky to me because as we touched on in our Barry Bonds debate episode, there is steroid users in the Hall of Fame already. Did they ever fail an MLB-sanctioned drug test? No, they didn't. Did Barry Bonds ever fail an MLB, or Roger Clemens, ever fail an MLB-sanctioned drug test? No, neither of them did either yeah did alex rodriguez fail multiple mlb sanctioned drug tests yes so that to me would be the precedent right did they ever fail an mlb drug test because we're also saying yeah i don't know if you knew this greg but david ortiz his name was on a mitchell report that leaked linking him to steroid usage now a lot of people are saying that because his name was on that Mitchell report that he is a steroid user. And I've seen it all in comments on, you know, the Barry Bonds argument posts and just even just posts about him being in the Hall of Fame. 
those people don't really understand what happened here. Just because someone is linked to the steroid usage doesn't necessarily mean they're guilty. (laughs) Obviously, it is a bit of a red flag, but even the MLB had said that that Mitchell report, those names were never supposed to be released, any of them. Uh, They said to throw it out and not associate those players, don't hold it against them. They came out and made that statement. So to me, it's just, I I don't understand what we're doing here. I I don't, I'm confused now about what the what the actual rules are and i mean i actually i don't know if you can pull this up greg but you should look up what alex rodriguez got on this because he was eligible this year and he had like a shockingly low number of votes i think it was like 15 percent or something I like have it, it was here. really it's low 34.3 percent of the votes which is still okay so I was actually that was curious that's higher than I thought. To okay. see what Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens' uh, first year voting percentage was. Because it's climbed steadily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have that's that pulled true. up. The, here's the difference between Bonds and A Rod to me. At the time that. You know, and Clemens. I, I just associate the two of them. I might just keep saying Bonds, but I'm talking about the both of them. They, at the time that they were probably definitely using steroids, it wasn't illegal for a good chunk of the time that they were doing it. It wasn't disallowed by the MLB. There was no rule in place banning the actual substance that they were using. So Are we you're going to hold that, that against it, them. Was it just a thing where they weren't enforcing it? It was never. It was never a written rule that you couldn't use it. They were never enforcing it. So how is that? Well, I don't understand when that. You what look does at, that mean? So we had this debate with the sticky substance thing a long time, a while ago. When that ban came into effect, that wasn't a new rule. That was an enforcement of an old rule. That was a rule that was in place that wasn't being enforced, and therefore players were doing it and get just getting away with it and cheating against the rules but not being enforced. So therefore, it was kind of okay. But then you can look back and scapegoat those players and say they were cheating. Like Garrett Cole, for example, he was cheating, yes, but he was doing what everybody else was doing. And in 10 years, if ever he comes on the ballot, this is going to come back to haunt him as he was cheating using sticky, he like spider tack, all of that is going to come back to haunt him. And it wouldn't, and like at the time though, it was fine. Also, I mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I guess it's I guess it's kind of the same thing. But the, the point I was trying to make is that it was so much murkier back then about whether or not you could be using it and like the ethics surrounding using steroids. Whereas when Alex Rodriguez got caught, it was a clear cut and dry rule. You cannot use PEDs. He used them twice. He was a fucking asshole about it. He lied and manipulated the fans before he actually got popped for it and then he basically begged forgiveness now he's doing this sorry ass media tour he's doing you know he did like a really bad media tour back in the day he is now a member of the media trying to basically make amends with all of these people that might be eventually voting him in it's really it's really really irritating to me that Alex Rodriguez could potentially get into the Hall of Fame when he clearly cut and dry broke rules that are keeping Bonds, Clemens and a bunch of other people out to of the fair, Hall of Fame. To be fair, Bonds did break the rules. Not to mention yeah. Pete Rose. He, he, it wasn't it wasn't something that wasn't frowned upon. It was completely frowned upon, but the MLB turned its back because PEDs revived baseball. They revived it. Completely True. just revived it. Everyone loved the home runs. Everybody playing that wasn't using PEDs hated the fact that they weren't enforcing it at the time. There's and it's not like Alex Rodriguez. No, it's not that he was slimier than. They did the same thing, equal, both terrible things that they've done. But should they be punished for it when so many other players were also doing it? And that's the question. I think Jacob, you and Greg maybe. I don't know if you have listened, but the American Scandal podcast. Featuring Balco and Barry Bonds 
is something you need to listen to and need to just pay attention to before we sit down and have a conversation like this because then we're like okay we're we're debating the ethics of it and Barry Bonds it's a lot darker see I didn't bring this up in our first like Barry Bonds debate because I was defending Barry Bonds but it is a lot dirtier and iffier than it even appears on the surface and that's kind of why Barry Bonds has been shunned is because of how that unfolded and the extent that he took it to versus other players I also have the Hmm. Barry Bonds first year eligible voting um 2013 he got 36.2 percent of the votes which was higher than what a-rod got this year so we might be looking at the same thing could be i for the reason that bonds and clemens didn't get in i hope a-rod just suffers through the whole way i also hope a-rod doesn't get the following that bonds and clemens did too because the day of the voting every single timeline Mm -hmm. was this guy needs to be in the hall of fame numbers wise share it like whatever talented guy exceptionally talented guy I hope A-Rod doesn't get the same support There's for no the case. next nine years. Yeah. There's absolutely no case for Alex Rodriguez to be in the Hall of Fame now. That's as simple as that. Right. If you don't put the best player in the yeah. Hall of Fame that cheated, the best player that's ever played baseball in the Hall of Fame, then you don't put a guy that was great but not even close to being as good as him in the Hall of Fame who cheated just as much or more. I say more. I still think it. I still think it's more. I just think that the... The I times, think it was slimy. It was literally a cut and dry rule. You, it was a cut and dry rule. You cannot. It was all use steroids, or you will be Diggle, suspended. It wasn't like Barry Bonds wasn't stirring controversy up in the mid, early two thousands and the late nineties about this. This was. I remember we had on our dartboard a poster of Barry Bonds when <laughs> we were like five years old, and we were throwing darts <laughs> at his face. Back when we yeah. were easily manipulated we were, by we our were father. Like five years Back old. in the days that I was. I was brainwashed into being yeah. a Leafs fan. But that's what I'm saying. That's like, how bad things this were. This was a thing in 2001. This was a conversation people were having like, oh, Barry Bonds is a scumbag. It's, I don't know. I think the thing that loses credit for Barry Bonds too is his, he's a non-participant in the MLB Players Union. And that's huge. That's a huge thing against him too, is that he doesn't have the support of a union. I, I, one thing, mm-hmm. one thing I found out about Barry is he actually has multiple charities as well, to grow the game in areas where you know kids might not be able to afford to play or they don't have the organization set up to actually play baseball. I actually found that out after our Barry Bonds podcast. So those are some points on his side for me personally. Yes. Not and, as much of a dickhead uh, like, as yeah. I thought. As much as the problem with him was earlier in his career too, like not earlier in his career, but later in his career, long time ago from now. It was the media. The media always depicts certain people as a villain, and they continued doing that. They bashed him because he didn't enjoy speaking to them. Like you said, Barry Bonds has done a lot of community mm-hmm. work, like a lot of community work. He's done. He has a pretty good reputation amongst players now at this point in his in his life too. And it's still the media is scapegoating him as this horrible person. And yes, there's like there's a lot of bad things that he did, but more than other people that have played and are in the hall of fame absolutely not and he's done far more good than most people in the hall of fame i have i have a somewhat related mm-hmm. but kind of unrelated question if uh if i have the the opportunity to ask it here quick answer um if okay. let's say over we get we end the baseball lockout first of all first on my christmas list um second justin verlander it might it might be uh, next <laughs> Christmas by the time the lockout ends, and then you'll actually Could get be. your Christmas wish. Um, Justin Verlander, <laughs> let's say, retires and comes out and says, I used Spider-Tack, et cetera, all these years. And the MLB, at, uh, let's say shortly before, makes Spider-Tack illegal. You get you serve your suspension, whatever. Is Justin Verlander a Hall of Famer? No, not allowed. Yes. No. It, yes. It, look. It was it, this wasn't a ban that was just implemented in 2021. This was illegal. This foreign substance was illegal since baseball, so since PEDs, and it's just enforced now. It's the exact same yeah. thing. So I I would say based mm-hmm. on what we've seen with Bonds, Clemens, what we will see with A Rod, uh, so many other names in there, I would agree with Isaac if I were one of the writers in that sense. But I agree with Jacob statistically, and because it was technically what he was doing was by the yes. rules, sure. Hall of Fame, but 
but technically the technicality like, is a no. Yeah, I think this I think this is setting the precedent though. Like now nobody can get in the Hall of Fame because everybody most people didn't do something clean. Like everybody on the Astros technically they all cheated. They won a World Series. They all cheated for an entire season, more maybe more than that. So therefore that season is eliminated. They shouldn't be Hall of Famers either. So now we're setting this measure where nobody can be a Hall of Famer if you did something wrong. So Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, those guys should not be in the conversation. Jose Altuve, all these players now that have done something wrong cannot be in the Hall of Fame. It's simple. And it's so fucking stupid because now you're not having the best players in the Hall of Fame. I also think on the record or on the note of uh, the Astros, what, 2017 year, I think that whole championship should be stripped, shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. That's a different conversation. Um <laughs> statistically from the from the but season is, sure right? count like, the stats you know aaron judge mvp 2017 if you could go back regardless um that that whole title <laughs> that 2017 there should just be no world series champion at all it should just be blank just like it yeah. just says shame on the on the note <laughs> of the lockout thing i it was baseball that doesn't exist that said this right there's no steroid testing during the lockout this is what happened in the lockout where the steroids started booming. Ooh, People aren't getting tested. Like, can we can lit. we get yeah, like this could can happen you imagine? again. We could love can baseball. You imagine? Go ahead. Yo, do you remember do you remember Randy Rosarena? Uh he was he got COVID and he had to isolate for 14 days or some shit like yeah. that. And he said he was just eating chicken and rice and doing <laughs> push-ups the entire time. He gained 15 you pounds of muscle. Yeah, are you telling me that he's not just going to be <laughs> shooting roids into his ass and working out like crazy and just come out like an absolute horse this year? I just decided I'm keeping Randy away from right <laughs> You now. should. Okay. He, seems to, he seems to me like a guy that would a thousand percent do steroids. Dude, I think we need to mention that then because you're right. Randy Rosarena was not a top prospect. He, he was 25, got called up, gained 15 pounds of straight muscle, and became the best fucking hitter in the world for three months. <laughs> he literally broke Barry Bonds home run record in the playoffs. He broke the biggest steroid users all time record in the home runs in a single season. Tell me he wasn't juicing because he wasn't being tested during COVID. You heard it. There you go. Done. Sealed. You heard it I feel bad first. because I I love Hose I love Randy, so he also had know. a good a, a good season this year. He just won yeah. Rookie of the Year, so yeah, he ain't no slouch they, steroids or not. But I'm just it. saying, I'm just saying, Randy, <laughs> my fantasy team would appreciate uh, would appreciate it if you got could on you the imagine, sauce. Yo, I've a, I was I, gonna say, could you imagine Aaron Judge uh, on roids? Give him a whole a whole year off during a lockout of roids. I think he's done it, dude. I don't know. Maybe he has no Look proof yet. No MLB sanctioned tests. He was hitting the roof. You know what's crazy? They, him and Stanton were hitting the roof in a stadium that was mo- designed in the modern era to not be hit by balls. <laughs> to not be hittable. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, I have a tweet. I have a tweet that's kind of like unrelated, but not. It was kind of funny. I didn't really take off at only 60 likes, but MLB home run leaders by today's standards. Barry Bonds, x PEDs. Hank Aaron, x Tridamphetamines. Babe Ruth, ex he played in the segregated MLB. For Alex Rodriguez, ex PEDs. Albert Pujols is your home run leader. Number six, Willie Mays, ex he used frequently amphetamines. That means Albert Pujols is the greatest hitter of all time. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> That's sick. It's a good stat. I'm about it. Congrats to Albert. Still ripping it up. I don't like taking anything away from Hank Aaron, though. I I, I don't like. I that. know I don't like that either. So, but the guy used really... a little Adderall, so what? <laughs> like, yeah, he had a D, he had ADD. He had to do it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't his fault. Well, look look what it did for Chris Davis. That's the thing. It, we're talking about the amphetamines here. Chris Davis was the best hitter in a single season, and then he was the worst hitter of all time after <laughs> yeah. he got suspended for Adderall. So I don't know, man. People were that does kind of Barry Bonds, you know, stuff like that does make me a little sketched out though, because the the one of the arguments that I've I've had is like, dude, regardless of how good he was, like on steroids, he would have been fantastic off yeah. as well. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it, 
I, I always have looked at it as like you start at a baseline. Everyone starts at a baseline. Barry Bonds' baseline before steroids was still better than everybody else's. So sure. he's still the best. He just enhanced it and moved, like, increased the ceiling, you know, and that was kind of keeping up with some of the people that he was peers with back then. So to me, I just think the baseline, it like, he still would have been amazing w- without. So. That's why I'm just like, he still should be a Hall of Famer. Uh, to me, I'm, I've am i always been like, I don't know if I'm willing to necessarily say he's the best hitter of all time because of Hank Aaron. I really do think, like, if you go and look at Hank Aaron's baseball reference page, it's pretty incredible. And this was a guy that, well, I didn't know about the, the amphetamines, but Hank Aaron to tried. my knowledge. He tried. See, that was a, yeah. that was a highlighted point there because... Willie Mays actually frequently used amphetamines. Mm-hmm. And Hank Aaron tried them once or twice. Gotcha. Or 10 but times on them. To me, Hank Aaron is still the best hitter of all time because he did that. He did it cl- yeah. clean. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't have all the question marks about, well, if he was, if Barry Bonds wasn't on steroids, how good would he have actually been? So that's kind of where, where I stand on that. But I still think it's just ridiculous not to have. Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame, you know, and that's kind of what I want to get to uh, with this next point is like, sure, you, you know, I, do what would you guys think about like them putting him in the Hall of Fame and like having notes, like telling the actual story of Barry Bonds' career? Like, I don't really know how much they put into the hall of fame like what's on the stones and like how much information there is about each player like i've never been there do you think that it would be fair to like put some of these guys into the hall of fame because this is a museum right you're trying to tell the story of baseball so guys like alex rodriguez that maybe potentially should be in the hall of fame but have all these question marks surrounding them you put them in the hall of fame you talk about how great of a player they were but you also you sh- you show the highs and lows you know you tell the, s- the story of the player you know i think in the hall of fame i'm sure there's certain parts and exhibits that highlight the best players that have ever played and then there's quieter stories well just the plaques for other players in the hall of fame that didn't make as great as an imp- great of an impact but in Barry Bonds's case he has given the steroids yes he is statistically the best hitter of all time that story would have to be told like I'm sure there's a large Hank Aaron exhibit in at Cooperstown someone can correct me if I'm wrong if they've been there but I'm sure they've told his story of amazing things that he's done so Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame tell us about the great things he's done tell us about the bad things he's done like i i it would make sense people our age and younger are gonna want to hear about barry bonds yeah Mm -hmm. i agree i think he's already he's got some stuff in the hall of fame not necessarily like a shrine or an exhibit but he's got you know the record breaking home run he's got Mm. whatever else he records he set you probably have that list handy back pocket right there um intentional yeah. base on balls still the craziest video that that one base is loaded walking bottom nine mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah i don't know man it's just it's to me I, I don't like the way that this has just become a way for these writers to just really judge people and it's it's so moral based like i've been referring to it as the hall of morals like and it's also just people kind of the writers are just picking guys that they like and don't like like there's no real structure as to what constitutes a hall of famer what makes you ineligible what makes you eligible like that to me that it it's just so cloudy you're just playing favorites and it's not a true representation of the sport now to me it this it is it's supposed to be like it says on their website that the hall of fame tells the story of baseball well you're not telling the full story if roger clemens who is the leader in cy young award wins barry bonds is your uh, home run leader all time he's not in there and your hit leader pete rose is also not in the hall of fame so how are you telling the story of baseball if you're not 
shining the light Mm -hmm. on the fact that these three people are your leaders in three major categories. It just seems ridiculous to me. Um, One thing before we get off of the topic I just want to touch on is the fact that about, what, 45% of the voters uh, allowed their ballots to be Mm -hmm. public. Well, what do you, how do you guys feel about people not being held accountable and just being able to just have their ballot in there? Because this is a thing to me that was a big sticking point before Barry Bonds, uh, like before that official vote went in, Barry Bonds was about 78% on the public ballots. 78% of the ballots had him in there. And then we got all the ones that had not been announced and it drops down to 66%. So basically, a ton of the the large majority of the people who weren't showing their ballots did not vote for Barry Bonds. So that to me, that's just cowardice. I, like, what I do agree. you guys it's, think it's about that? It's people that just don't want to answer the bell. They're like, I'm going to take a lot of heat for this. I'm going to take, take heat from my friends, family, pl- other players. I'm never going to live it down if I'm known or labeled as one of the guys who didn't vote him in. So you hide your vote. Kind of like the, I don't know if they ever found out that one guy who didn't vote for Derek Jeter as a unanimous first ballot. You just don't want to be yeah. that guy, right? True. That's, uh, Isaac, where do you stand on that? I am I completely agree with um, Greg. To your earlier point, I'm currently looking for people on the Hall of Fame that aren't morally okay. And there has to be plenty jacob like you mm-hmm. want to say we're calling it the hall of morals kurt Schilling didn't get in because he's an asshole he has if he pull if he views but we're talking about guys that played in the 1930s in a segregated mlb that are there you tell me that they are all morally correct like i know that's switching, also- turning the tables a little bit from what you just asked but i that's what i'm on right now apologies yeah for sure uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I actually just found out that Kurt Schilling won a Roberto Clemente award at a, at wow. some point in his career. I have to double check that, but I am almost positive that I saw that, that Kurt Schilling won a Roberto Clemente award. So for those of you that don't know, Roberto Clemente award goes to a player who exhibits uh, like outstanding uh, like positive work within the communities and like, you know, just being it's basically for being a good person for doing a lot for uh, the community that they live in and, you know, charity work and all of that type of stuff. It's, it's literally an award given to like the best person. Well, in 2001 with the Arizona diamondbacks, Kurt Schilling won that award. So, Say what you will about the guy's political views and everything. And obviously, I'm willing to say that I disagree with his political views. I know Isaac just said he does. I'm sure Mm -hmm. Greg does too. But he won a a Roberto Clemente Award. So he has definitely done good in his life as well. So I don't know. I just think that it's, it's so ridiculous for the writers of a baseball association to be judging these people based on that and not just the performance that they have on the field. Yeah, agreed. Um, also, on that note, the ERA committees vote twice every five years. So I don't know what those what those periods are, what the, the borders are. and yeah, yeah, like when the next one's coming. Have you guys looked okay. at next year's ballot? Are we moving off of this year's or anything else you want to add there? Yeah, I think I don't really know if there's anything else we can add. I think that if anyone else wants, if if you are listening to this and you want to hear more about, you know, the background of 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 Barry Bonds and debate debating whether or not he should have been in the Hall of Fame, go listen to our old episode because we we had a lot more notes. This has been a lot more of a conversational type of podcast, so Go, go listen to that one as well. If you're enjoying this one, you'll definitely like the other one. So check it out. Um, but yeah, um, go I was just going to say, if you've had a chance to look at who's going to be on next year's ballot, the years of eligibility, kind of all the ins and outs of it. Had, first of all, have you had a chance to do that? 
I actually did look at uh, a post, two posts actually, that MLB on Fox put out that has the 2023 eligible nominees and the uh, notable Hall of Fame candidates for 2024 as well. So I I had looked at those, but uh, do you have that pulled up, Greg? Yeah, I'll rhyme off some some first-time ballot balloteers, first-time balloters. I don't know what I'm going to call them. First time on the Hall of Fame ballot. (laughs) Most notably, I'd say Carlos Beltran is at the top of that list. Uh, John Lackey, Jared Weaver, recently featured on our Angels all-time team. Um, Jacoby Ellsbury, Matt Cain, Johnny Peralta, Jason Wirth, uh, Bronson Arroyo, R.A. Dickey, uh, K-Rod. Yeah, Yeah, he ain't making that. Uh, Jason... Why do they add so many of these guys? Adam like, Lynn. Adam uh, Lynn. No way. Why do they allow so, those are all potential first, um, first people on the ballot. I think oh, right okay. now the only people they project okay. to actually make it on the ballot are Beltron, Lackey, Weaver, Ellsbury, Kane, and Peralta. Um, I also. Okay. Ha- okay. Uh, you're missing. You're missing. There's a big oversight there. Oh, Francisco K-Rod, okay. Rodriguez. Yeah. Who? Oh. Yeah. K Rod was also on our. Angels all-time T. He's actually going to be featured in a post I'm putting out tonight, so uh, stay yeah. tuned for that. So well, you'll you'll probably hear this Monday morning, so uh, it'll already be out. So go check it out. Um, the whole reliever conversation yeah. of the Hall of Fame is a, another aspect yeah. that we'd have to cover at some point because what he did, what K Rod did, was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's he's unbelievable. He's he's the one on here that jumps out the most to me. That but I don't think he's not. Favorite. He might not be. Billy, Billy Wagner, hundred percent. Like he's been on the ballot for a few years now, right? Eight years, seven. I think Billy Wagner is going to make it in <laughs> the conversations years. that I've been hearing about it. I think that he's probably going to make it in. He actually, when? if he's Greg, been on for eight, can years, you look up? What would uh, well, do you can, saw the voting percentages? Right uh, yeah, I do. This year, Billy Wagner got fifty-one percent. Um. See, he's not gonna. I'm. Make it. I have next year's projections and how they compare to other Hall of Famers. If you want me to get into that, okay, so yeah, for sure, uh, next year will be Billy Wagner's eighth year of eligibility. Um, they project him again at fifty-one percent, so they don't think he's getting in next year. Um, and this is according to Baseball Reference. Um, they have first of all started. They have no one actually getting in next year. Uh, they have Scott Rowland as the highest projected. Um, percentage at 63 uh and todd helton second at 52 then you got billy wagner then andrew jones gary sheffield a rod jeff kent manny ramirez and kind of drops off after that those are the people that are over 30 percent projected um they also have a stat here it's i don't know how they come up with it but it's a measurement uh, it's bill james hall of fame career standards so they take their career stats compared to the average hall of famer so absolute most average hall of famers in mm. the in the hall of fame and by those standards we should see todd helton gary sheffield a rod and jeff kent get in out of all those names eventually Mm -hmm. so uh, if you guys you guys have 10 votes and maybe this is a lot for you guys to ask to ask of you on the fly but if you we all saw the ballot who are you putting on your ballot if, for next if year? you had the vote are we are no we... this year like this year's ballot you you got to vote in the for the 2021 baseball hall of fame eligible players who who would you have put your your check marks beside here i could tell you mine right now because yeah, I, I know them as i go through here so Ro- roger clemens 100 percent. todd helton Just going through Scott Rowland, Kurt Schilling, Billy Wagner, and yeah, honestly, probably like Gary that. Sheffield. <laughs> I think that's that's probably where I would. Did I say I, I said he, Barry, right? I think he's. I think him. I actually skipped Barry, but I definitely Barry as well. Um, yeah, those are my picks. Uh, Jeff Kent would probably get a look too. I think the manipulation. But I'm not sure I would. I, I would think check the manipulation the of, by the writers of using the whole 10 years of eligibility takes away from the fact that 
you know, some people should get in their first year. Some people shouldn't have to wait six, seven years. I think you just, you sh- there should be a straight up vote who you think should get in regardless saying like, Oh, this guy might get in mm-hmm. next year, the year after just, just vote properly. I don't know. Isaac, you have your votes picked out yet? Well, are we including, are we just ignoring all allegations of steroid use? It's up to you. It's your ballot. It's an open well, field. Because you, you didn't put ballot. Alex Rodriguez on it. Which is, I'm, okay. I'm going to ignore steroid use then. No, because, this is just your ballot, Isaac. You don't have to yes, justify okay, it. Okay, my ballot, okay, is David Ortiz, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, Alex Rodriguez, and yeah, that's it. I think I skipped David Ortiz yeah. for well, some reason he's, too. He's a that was an accident. Yeah. I'm not putting, <laughs> I'm not putting Gary on there too. My picks would be I'm putting David Ortiz on there, Todd Helton, Billy Wagner. I'm putting Sheffield on mine, and I'm putting – I'm going to check Barry Bond's name, but I'm going to say pre-steroid use because I've said it multiple times. He's getting in pre-steroid, confirmed steroid use. Hold on. Okay, you just, hold on. You add a note okay. to your ballot. Tell us your guys. Uh, Ortiz, who are your guys Bonds, again? Roll, oh, I missed Roland. Scott Roland's getting in. Um, Helton and Wagner and Sheffield. That's my ballot. Let's, so we should put out a post. Steroids. Let's, okay. let's like, put out a post with our let's, ballots. Let's, let's, Fuck it. let's cut this out straight. If you have, if you have like maybe Barry Bonds there. No, Gary Sheffield used steroids, and that's why I don't have him on my ballot is because he's a French player, and he already and he used steroids. Did he test so. positive? I, I don't know 100%. enough about Gary's history. I don't know if it's hundred. I didn't think he did. Also. If he didn't test during a workout in 2001 with Barry Bonds, a cream was applied to Sheffield's knee by a trainer to help heal ripped stitches from a knee surgery. States in his book that he had no knowledge of the cream containing steroids, but it is it is definitely it. Um, I'm still and in. that's it apparently. In 2000, on December 13, 2007, Sheffield was named in the Mitchell Report as one of the players who had obtained and used steroids. The report that shouldn't have been used, and I have I, there's a whole thing. Gary Sheffield has a, a track record of controversies surrounding him, and he has enough of a case that not to be in the Hall of Fame as he does to be put in the Hall of Fame. So I, yeah. So you're out on Gary Sheffield. You didn't put Alex Rodriguez on your Hall of Fame ballot, but you put Gary Sheffield, and that makes absolutely I no sense. I personally hate Alex Rodriguez, even as a Yankees fan. Not big on a- on a Rod. See, this is here's the thing: we're just criticizing these writers for not putting people in because they don't like them, and I just did that. <laughs> you just did that because you were like I'm not doing Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez is 696 home runs. Okay, here's the thing: we're doing this on the fly here. If I was actually a baseball writer, I would do a deep dive on every single person mm-hmm. I was about to vote for to put in the Hall of Fame yeah. and justify it. Had I known yeah. all of this information about Gary Sheffield, I would need more time to consider it. I wouldn't just add okay. him there. I just, off the top of my head, was like, he has fantastic numbers. He's been a great player. I think of him as a Hall of Famer. So, yes, I'm going to put okay. him in there. Can we can, can we just let's can we let's just start from scratch here. Let's do this ballot again. Can we just do this ballot and look strictly performance cuz that's what it should be. Okay, I I'm done with this whole oh, it's about morals, it's about more than on the field. No, strictly performance. I don't care what they did. I don't care who they hit. I don't care what drugs they use. I don't care how many DUIs they got. Let's talk about performance for a second. Jacob, your ballot. Why don't I see David Ortiz? Am I looking at the last year's ballot? ballot? (laughs) Okay, it's David David Ortiz, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, Todd Helton, Coors Helton, but sure. Pure performance. No other factors, pure performance. Billy Wagner, done. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, pure okay. performance. Yeah. Of course, helped him. Yeah, but sti- it did. steroids well, helped him. All the other guys that's too. Clearly... Okay. Okay. Fair. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> run through this one more time. Get it right. I'm gonna get it right this time. David Ortiz, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, Schilling, Todd Helton, Billy Wagner, Gary Sheffield, Alex Rodriguez, in no particular order. 
done. Out, done. out of pure performance, okay. out of I'm pure re- performance, I agree with one. Isaac's list. If we're how many did you just that pick? Was, was that ten? Okay. Because you get ten votes, right? Eight or nine. I did eight or nine. I left. I didn't want another one. I don't want Scott Rowland on my ballot. Why? I apologize to Scott Rowland. I don't think he's worthy of the Hall of Fame. The defense wasn't enough for you. No, the guy won eight. It wasn't the enough. Guy won eight fucking gold gloves. Mm, okay. See, see, this is what we do when we don't dive into the. We don't. We're not looking at each player. Where this is this gut feel initially, right? Like, yeah, my gut feel is that Gary Sheffield is a. <laughs> that's a first instinct gut feel. <laughs> yes, and that's. <laughs> All right, I go. might I might go it over. I, I have to make sure I'm. I got to use my hands to count to make sure I'm doing this because I'm. I'm a big hall guy. <laughs> I'm not a small hall dude because to me the hall of Fa- yeah where do you guys land on this because to me the hall of fame is already too mm-hmm. big there's already a bunch of scrubs in the hall of fame that shouldn't be in the hall of fame so wh- who am i to not let scott roll in, in okay. the hall of fame i think what they need to do is there should be hall of fame isn't a permanent thing I there's think a cleanse a line like the mendoza <laughs> line as soon as a better player gets in, the worst player in the Hall of Fame. That's a cool idea. Goodbye, off a cliff. We don't know him from. No, okay. There's a ballot to gone. get to put new people in, and then there's a ballot of fringe <laughs> players that you have to get out. That's I like sick. that idea. That's the idea right Done. there, man. Okay, perfect. Because if you don't perform to the top of your game, then yeah, I know people. Because a lot of sport writers don't want Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame forever. This is their way. They can knock him off. <laughs> They have to knock everybody else in the Hall of Fame off first. But All right, here's my here's my ballot now. You ready? Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Todd Helton. Oh, Jeff Kent. Do I do <laughs> no, Jeff Kent? No, nah, fuck Kent. him. No. David Ortiz. Uh, nah, yeah. not Manny. I guess Alex. I guess I have to do Alex if it's performance base this is a performance base what the hell? he's the second best player on this ballot how many home runs did manu hit i uh, actually have never I, really done a deep dive i have it here manu. he didn't even have three he, he had, had three something uh, what are his manny had his wow numbers. 555 oh all right manny manny ramirez <laughs> he's my manny sixth all. S- scott yeah. scott is number seven uh kurt schilling number eight Gary Sheffield, Billy Wagner. That's ten, a Dude, perfect ten. I didn't even see. I didn't even see Manny on this ballot. Manny is actually top three on this ballot, by the way. Manny got caught like he a million a, times yeah. for steroids. That's why no one is putting it's him fine. on. It's the same. It's the performance based. He's done. the same reason as as Alex Rodriguez. Their their first ballot Hall of Famers. Nine, had they not has... literally got caught for steroids multiple times. <laughs> To be fair, he has the second highest OPS on this list and the second highest OPS plus and 555 home runs would put him third on the list. Actually, fourth on the list because, oh, okay, we're also, what about Sammy Sosa? He had 609 home yeah. runs. <laughs> we're open this whole thing up. That's true. Okay, dude, I Sammy Sosa weirds me yeah. out. A voter. He's, he's, he's a weird he's got, dude. Have you seen, have you seen like the before yeah, and after he's pictures like, he's of him? white now. Like, <laughs> Look up a current Sammy Sosa picture. He literally like bleached himself. It, it's like noted. Like he told he's he's told people that he uses cream that bleaches his skin. So he maybe that was a oh shit maybe that was a cream that Gary Sheffield got because he said it didn't affect his performance. Well, it affected his. Does appearance. anybody have a picture of his knee? Yeah, he sold Does those he on the black web. <laughs> oh my god, Sammy Sosa is creepy as hell. It's weird, eh? It makes me uncomfortable to look at. Okay, let's look at his... Yeah, so I mean, I guess Sammy Sosa's in there too. So then who am I not uh, allowing it? Okay, A-Rod doesn't make the cut just because I have to get rid of someone. <laughs> Did you put Sammy Sosa in not? <laughs> yeah, Todd, Todd, Todd Helton and Scott Rowland over Alex Rodriguez. You heard it here first. Oh my god. Okay. He went on a Spanish language television station to deny that he was ill because people thought he was sick or that he hated being, oh, he hated being dark skinned or that his new skin tone was a result of steroid use. He explains that he uses a bleaching cream before going to bed that softens and lightens his skin. So that completely 
contradicts or that he hate, hated being dark skinned. Because why would you bleach yourself if you don't want to be dark skin? If you want to be dark skin. I saw something else too about uh, him saying that, like, in his area that he was from, it's there's like a lot of racism towards like darker people, yes. and that's why he like did that. So I don't know. I guess there's conflicting reports everywhere. But well, no, there is a lot of racism in in Latin America to be honest, between the light skinned people and the dark skinned people. But you're Sammy Sosa. That's true. Like, you're still Sammy Sosa. So, the reason I wouldn't put Sammy Sosa on this ballot, even if you just go look at his baseball reference page, there's, like, crazy inconsistencies. And to me, it's just steroid usage and non-steroid usage. And it's just, it's cut and dry to me that you can tell, like, what years was yeah. affected affected his performance. And, like, how I much... I would never could... vote Sammy Sosa on this ballot. I know. Did... That's... I, I agree. And that's, did we lose? That's the reason, though. For like, I wouldn't vote for a Rod either because my criteria is if you failed an MLB sanctioned drug test, okay. you're not in. It's over. You okay. blew it. <laughs> this is so stupid. They weren't testing them though. Like, it, unlucky. It's not fair. Unlucky. Okay. Can we just? We're done. The Hall of Fame is just done. Cancel it. Stop going to the Hall of Fame. Stop giving it money. The Hall of Fame doesn't exist. Go to the Negro League we're Museum over. in Kansas City. Fuck the Hall of Fame. Yes, and we lost, I don't know when we lost Greg, but Greg is gone. His Wi-Fi cut out. He just texted me. Oh, so. RIP. I mean, I guess that's a that's a pretty good place to end it. Isaac, actually, there's one more thing I just want to touch on quickly before we go. Unrelated yeah. to the Hall of Fame, but the MLB shut down any possibility of a split season between Tampa Bay and Montreal. So that's actually baseball news that we got. Obviously, we haven't been getting much baseball news, so just wanted to report on that in case you didn't know. We actually did a... We had our our Montreal-Tampa Bay X-Rays episode a while back. I think that's what it's called, Tampa Bay-Montreal X-Rays. So you can go back and listen to, to us talking about whether or not Montreal deserved to have a team. For those of you that don't know, I live in Montreal right now, so I was devastated by this news. I was really, really hoping I was going to be able to watch the Tampa Bay Rays slash Montreal Expos in Montreal this year. I found out after this got announced that it got shut down that this was supposed they were going to build a brand new outdoor stadium. Not I thought they were going to be playing at Olympic Stadium. Mm-mm. They were going to play outdoor. I was going to get to sit outside in the Montreal summer, beautiful weather, watching baseball games. See, but the MLB doesn't Manfred want M- said no. Tampa to succeed. It's fine. Manfred says no to everything. Just another reason, except the Astros. He always says yes. Yes. They're his, they're his like, dirty mistress that to he can't fair, say no he to. Was drunk. I'm sure he was drunk when he made this decision because every public appearance from him, he is hammered. <laughs> Yo, I or mid-stroke. did you see the on on that uh, baseball doesn't exist? Uh, we should give a shout out to that video too, and send our users towards or our listeners towards it because that was a fantastic video. Um, baseball doesn't exist is a YouTube channel YouTube. that you should check out. They just put out a video called "Why Will Why Baseball Will Be Cancelled in 2022." It's super depressing because it basically is telling us that baseball's probably not going to happen next year but it is super informative he makes a lot of connections to uh the past lockouts and i I think it's just a good watch for anyone that really wants to be educated on what's happening with the strike right now um but in that he roasted manfred multiple times and talked about how people roast manfred uh remember when the dodgers won the world series and he came out to announce it, and it literally sounded like he was having a stroke, like he was slurring his words so much, fumbling everything he was saying. I had no idea what was happening there. I was so confused. I was actually like literally worried for the guy. I'm like, it sounds like he's having a stroke. Apparently, he was getting feedback in his headphones, so it's basically like he couldn't properly hear himself, and it completely messed up his speech. Okay, but let's debunk this. Let's debunk this. It's happened on multiple occasions 
for only Rob Manfred. He was on the field with 10 guys with microphones. He was at press conferences with five other guys on microphones. Only him each time receives feedback. So, Jacob, he's drunk, okay? He's an alcoholic. He's drunk, and he makes stupid decisions like canceling Tampa Bay and Montreal and shutting down the MLB because he's a little cheap bitch. (laughs) With that, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Diamond Gems. We appreciate you stopping by. Uh, Like we said, there's a couple episodes that we need you to go back and listen to, run up the views, and I think related to this episode. If you made it this far, you obviously like this episode. So I think you will also like those two previous ones. That is the Barry Bonds debate and the Montreal-Tampa Bay X-Rays. So go check those out. Uh, follow us on Shape by, on Instagram at Shape by Sports and check out our website, shapebysports.com. And also, our co-host, Isaac Coates, is now the main host, or I guess uh, another co-host, split 50-50 with with our good friend Darren on the Scramble Squad podcast, which is a golf podcast talking about all things golf, PGA Tour, equipment, course architecture, Marshalls. (laughs) We do hate Marshalls. That thing with Bryson DeChambeau that just happened. That was classic. I hope you guys talk about that on your next episode. So make sure you go check them out. Sounds like it's uh, it's already in the plans to talk about that. You're going to need to hear that story. But uh, yeah, catch you next week.